Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Rethink Life Church Online. My name is Michelle Gage, and I'm so thankful that you joined us today. We're in week four of a series that we're calling Rethink Your Bible. And if you're online with us right now, you're a part of what we call our stream team. I spoke with my friend Leonie yesterday, and she said, I'm on the stream team at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and you are a vital part of our church. If you can't make it, just like my friend Leone. She is a medical student working basically seven days a week. And Sunday morning at 8 a.m. is her time to press in and be a part of church and worship. And if that's you, we see you. We love you. We know you. Thank you for being a part of the Rethink Life family. And we're thankful that you're a part today. Well, today, as as I said, we're going to continue our series called Rethink Your Bible. And actually, this is the last of this series, week four. My husband, Pastor Rodney, was expecting to speak today, and I was expecting him to speak today. But something crazy happened in our household. On Monday night, he he began to spin with what he called violent vertigo. And this happened to us about six years ago. So I knew that exactly what was happening. And I knew there was nothing that I could do to help him when he was in the second floor of our home where our bedroom was. And there was no way I was going to be getting him down the stairs into the emergency room where he needed to be because his world was spinning out of control and there was nothing I could do to stop it. So we ended up, I called 911. We got him to the hospital and he is resting now at home. We finally got the medication that he needs and he will be well probably in just a couple of weeks. But you know what? We live in a world. I was thinking about this. We live in a world sometimes where we feel like our world is just spinning out of control. It's like a crazy place that we live. You know, from one week to the next, it's like our world turns upside down and everything has changed once again. At least that is about, that is the way it is for me. I don't know about you, but in this world where things seem to be spinning out of control, things that we cannot control, there's one thing that is in control and that is our God. And he has given us his word, his love letter to us, where we can know the truth. And the truth is what gives us peace. And the truth is what sets us free. Today, I want to talk to you not only about God's word, that it illuminates our path and how God's word illuminates our our life. And it's for our transformation. And last week, we talked about how we can study the word of God. And and it's not just studying and getting getting into it, but he, pastor said, so what? So what? What are we going to do with what we're studying? But today, I want to talk to you about how we can have a heart for God's Word and how we can integrate God's Word into our everyday life. And that's what I want to do. I want to talk to you about three things that we can do to really get the Word of God into our life, not just on the table like he talked about last week, not just something we look at, 
but something that we bring into our heart, into our life. It transforms us. It illuminates our life, gives us light and understanding, but it's something we take with us every single day. And I want to talk to you about that because I want to focus on this word integrate for just a moment. Integration is the opposite of segregation. Segregation means to separate into groups. When you segment your life, you are segregated and compartmentalizing your life. It's kind of like having a pie and you cut that pie into several different slices. And what you might have your work slice, you might have your family slice, you have your social life part or you have your spiritual life and you have uh, maybe your health. These are different slices of your pie when you have it compartmentalized and segregated. But the problem is if we're going to have this integrated life, this life of integrity with the word of God, where it's a part of every part of our life, we can't have integrity Integrity if we're segregated in our life. He needs to be a part of every part of our life, not just church on Sunday morning, not just right now, just watching online, and then we go about our life, and then the word of God is not really integrated into our life. We need him to be a part of every part of our life. And the way we have this life, we have to be intentional about it. Remember, life is short, so we've got to live intentional. Life is long. We've also got to stay encouraged. But the thing we're talking about today is being intentional with the word of God and getting it into every part of our life. It's where it's saturating every part of the piece of the pie, our family, our work, our social life, our health. Every part of our life is integrated with this book, the word, the truth of God's word in our life. Psalm 119 verse 20 says, what I want most of all, in other words, the number one priority in my life, what I want most of all, and at all times, that means it's an integrated part of my life. It's not just church time, but at all times is to honor your laws. I love that. David is simply saying here that he wants to be a man of the word of God. How about you? I want to be a woman of the word of God, known for the word of God in my life. Every single part of my life, I'm filled with the spirit of God and walking in his ways. Well, I'm not going to be able to do that unless I'm very intentional about it. And I want to talk to you about three ways that we can integrate the word of God into our lives. The first one, super simple but not always easy to do, and that is to build on it. we got to build our lives on the Word of God. Success in your life is de- determined by, this, by the foundation of your life, right? We've built a couple of homes since we've been married, and the foundation is so, so important. If there's cracks in the foundation, you got to get that fixed first, right? So we've got to Build on the word of God because it is a firm foundation. Jesus said at the end of the day, at his very famous sermon on the mount, he said in Matthew 7, 24, 
Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. You know, he was saying that you've got to build your life. You can build your life on the sand or you can build your life on the solid rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that rock is the truth that never changes. For thousands of years, it's never changed. Opinions change and that they are not always going to be the same, but the truth of God's word will never change. The winds and storms of life will come against us. Things will be swirling around and seeming out of control at different points and times in our lives. But the word of God is a firm foundation for us to fix our lives upon, to build our lives upon. I am 52 years old, and this is what I have built my life upon. This is everything to me. My dad went on before me just a year ago to heaven, and this is what he built his life upon. On the day that he went into eternity, it was the truth being foretold for him because he built his life upon this. We've got to build our life on something. It's got to be a solid and firm foundation because storms will come. Life will turn upside down. Life will spin out of control, and we've got to have the truth, the true north in our life to build our life upon. You know, that's what we're doing. We're building our life upon this book. You know, there are four common foundations that we don't want to build our life upon that most people in general do build their lives upon. And those four things are popular culture, whatever culture says is right or most in right now to build our lives upon. You know, what's what's in right now may not be in tomorrow. And it's really kind of difficult to keep up with what's in. You know, with social media, so many uh, in our generation, it's so sad that they build their life, their confidence, their identity upon something that popular culture says is right, is valuable is something that worthy to put your whole weight upon. And it can turn tomorrow and it can be something completely different and someone has built their entire identity in this one thing. You know, the Bible tells us in one of my favorite scriptures, Romans 12 two, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. That's the kind of life I want that's on a firm foundation, a beautiful life, satisfying, honoring to my Lord. And popular culture, it's just going to change from day to day, from week to week, from year to year. It's ever changing, but the word of God is a firm foundation that we can build our thoughts on and build our life on. The second thing we don't want to build our life on is tradition because tradition is not bad. In fact, some something becomes a tradition because it works, right? But no tradition lasts forever. Truth lasts forever. No tradition lasts forever. Traditions eventually wear out and become obsolete and they're really not valid anymore. Even Jesus said this in Mark 7, 8. He said to a group of religious leaders, you have to let go of the commands 
I'm sorry, you have to let go of the commands of God and are holding on. You have let go of the commands of God and you are holding on to the traditions of men. They, he was telling these people, these religious leaders, that the, their religion was so important to them that they forgot about the relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus, which is found in the Word of God. Because traditions can change, and they aren't really the Bible. You know, some churches have built the, their whole basis of their truth upon tradition instead of the truth of God's word. So we can't build our life upon tradition or pop culture, and we can't even build our life on reason. We all need reason. Reason is reasonable. In fact, God gives us the ability to reason. But sometimes when you think something is reasonable, it's actually not, right? Sometimes we can process things and make a wrong decision based on our reason. But we can know for sure that the word of God is unchanging. It is truth. It is wisdom. It is light. It illuminates our path. We can trust in him with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding, our own reason. And he will guide and direct our path. He is our creator. He created us. He knows us. He created this world that we live in and he knows the truth. And we can't rely on just reason. Proverbs 16, 25 says, there's a way that seems right to a man. It seems like the right thing to do, but in the end, it's a dead end. It only leads to death. How many times have we made decisions that were not reasonable, even though we thought we were reasoning through them. So we can't depend on pop culture, reason, tradition. We can't even depend on emotion, right? This is the fourth one, and that's the most important one. This is what we see every single day happening in our world. We're making decisions and building our lives on emotion, on feelings. Feelings change from moment to moment, from day to day, maybe based on what you ate that day. Feelings are constantly changing. We cannot build our life on our emotion and our feelings because they will lie to us. They are not the truth. Only God's word is the truth. Situations will constantly be changing. Our life will spin out of control and things that we thought were going to happen or we expected to happen may not happen. It will cause our feelings to arise, our emotions to arise and cause us to make decisions that are not based on truth. We can only base our decisions on the truth of God's word, not on the way that we feel. Judges 21, 25 says, At that time there was no king in Israel, and people did whatever they felt like doing. This was written 5,000 years ago, and it sounds like 2021, right? People just doing whatever they feel like doing. Well, no wonder the world is spinning out of control. No wonder we're having the problems we're having. People doing what they feel like doing. When really we can't base our decisions, our truth, our life on these four things, we can only base our truth, our life, and build our life on the Word of God. 
I read this and I loved it. I thought I would share it with you. It's kind of an illustration of our world and decisions that are made. And it's Hollywood, Hollywood's view of marriage versus how God views marriage, okay? So I've got four steps on how Hollywood views marriage, and I'm going to give you four steps on how God views marriage. You ready for this? This is so good. Number one, this is how Hollywood's this is their formula for success in relationships. If you watch movies or the news, this, this is what Hollywood magazines, if you're reading, looking for truth there, this is what you're going to find. Number one, you find the right person. Number two, you fall in love. Number three, you fix all your hopes and dreams on that one person for all your future fulfillment. Number four, if failure occurs, Repeat steps one, two, and three, and just repeat it over and over and over a dozen times if you need to, because this is what Hollywood's formula is for relationships. Find the right person, fall in love, and fix all your hopes on that person. And if it doesn't work out, then just repeat it again with somebody else. Okay? The God's prescription for relationships is this, these four things. Instead of finding the right person, become the right person. You focus on building character in your life, the kind of person that is worthy of marriage. Number two, instead of falling in love, walk in love. Love is a choice. Love is not an emotion. It's making your, your problem my problem. It's choosing your needs over my needs. It's being other-centered rather than me-centered. Wow light bulb moment, right? <laughs> Number three, fix your hope on God and honor Him through your relationship. And number four, if failure occurs, because failure happens, right? We're not perfect people. Failure happens. But number four, if failure occurs, repeat steps one, two, and three again. And that's God's formula. Instead of finding the right person, be the right person. Number two, instead of falling in love, walk in love because love is a choice. And number three, fix your hope on God and honor Him through your relationship. Do that over and over again. And that's the formula for a great life. No matter what happens, you're in control of your choices, right? You're not depending on your emotions of how the other person is going to treat you. You're not based your expectations in that person. You've based your expectations, your hope in your God. This is the way that God has designed for us to build our life upon a firm foundation, upon the hope that is found in Jesus, upon the hope that is found in the Word of God. We can even build our relationships on this truth. We, all, we need to not just build on it, but number two, to have a life that's integrated with the Word of God. We gotta build on it, but number two, we've got to feed on it. We have to feed on it. We have to feed ourselves daily with the truth that is found in the Word of God. The Bible is our spiritual food. The Bible describes the Word of God as water, as milk, as the bread of life, as meat for our spiritual lives. 
The Bible gives us spiritual nutrition that we need to live the Christian life. It's just like we need physical food in our life to be healthy and to, to operate at ultimate uh, capacity in our life. We need the spiritual food of the Word of God in our life for our spirit. God feeds us through His Word. You know, I, I have a trainer at the gym. And I go to her Ignite class. She's not my personal trainer, but I like to think of her that way. I sign up for all of her classes because she's amazing. But she would never tell me. She would never say, Michelle, now I want you to fast. I want you not to eat for the next six days. And on the seventh day, I want you to come back to this Ignite class and I want you to be fired up and ready to go. She would never tell me that. You know, a teacher would never tell their student to fast for six days before the test coming up on the seventh day. And your employee would definitely not tell you not to eat for the whole week and then come back on Monday and be ready to go. And that's sometimes what we anticipate and we expect in our spiritual life. We're going to get the word on Sunday. I mean, we're getting the word. We're here in pastor. We're worshiping and we're taking it all in on Sunday. But then the next six days of the week, we're doing nothing to feed ourselves. What do we expect from our spiritual life? There's no way that we can operate and function at the high capacity that God wants us to spiritually if we are not feeding on the Word of God, getting the Word of God into us. Last week, Pastor talked about you can get in the Word of God, but most important, you got to get the Word of God into your heart, feed your soul. You know, there's something interesting about spiritual food, the Word of God. The more you eat physically, you, you get full, right? But the more you eat the Word of God spiritually, the more you take it in. You know, it's a metaphor. The more you take it in, the more you want it, the more you desire it. I have found this so true in my life. I was taught at a young age to read the Word of God, to read a proverb a day. There's 31 proverbs. You can read one proverb a day just for wisdom in your life. You can read one psalm a day and read through the psalms like... Uh, every three months if you do that and just starting to get the word of God into your heart. And now I'm reading through the Bible and I can hardly wait to read the next day. Now I can't say that every single day was easy. Some of the books in the Old Testament were so difficult for me to work through. But you know what? God spoke to me even there that the joy of the Lord is my strength and that God will be with me through difficult times like he was with Job. You know, God speaks to us and we grow in hunger for his word. The more we get into it, the more we desire it in our life. We have to feed our spiritual soul. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Don't you desire that for your life? You know, I feel like we're living again in some crazy times. It may even be the end of times. Only God knows. But I want to know him more than I ever have in my entire life. And I pray that he gives you that desire as well to know him and to love him. Because one day we will be in his presence 
face to face. And I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And I know you do too. And we do this by getting the word of God into us so that we can express it on the outside of our life. And we do it by these things. This is the way we get the word. We hear it. Obviously, you're hearing the word of God right now. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes through hearing the word of God. We hear it. We've got to get our ourselves in position to hear the word of God. Obviously, every week you need to be hearing the word of God from your home church. If that's Rethink Life, you need to be hearing the word of God from Pastor Rodney, that the word that God is speaking directly to you, for you as the Rethink Life Church family. Get in the word of God. You can even, when you have the Bible app, you can even play the word of God. Sometimes I'm doing that as I read through the word of God. I don't have time at that moment to sit down and just read it physically. Or sometimes I will read it physically and listen. I'll hit the play button on my Bible app and have it read to me while I read it. Or sometimes I just listen to it. But we've got to hear the word of God. We've got to read the Bible hear it, read it. Having the Bible in your house is not enough to bless you, right? You've got to have the Bible in your heart. We need not to just get in the Word of God, but we got to get the Word of God into us. We've got to study it. Like Pastor talked about last week, I encourage you to go back and listen to that again, how you can truly study the Word of God. It's different than doing just a devotional. Studying the Word of God is when you get your pen out and you're writing what you are learning and you are studying the Word of God. You're digesting it and understanding how it can apply to your everyday life. That's one thing I love about our church. It, you hear it on Sunday and it is Monday morning practical. You can put it into practice on Monday. But we need to study and understand the Word of God and we need to teach it to our children. It's one of the best things we can do is give the gift of understanding the Word of God to our children helping them to learn how to read and study the Word of God. And lastly, we need to memorize it. These are the ways that we feed on the Word of God. Memorize the Word of God. Just start with some short verses. Memorize it and speak it to yourself as you're going to work. Speak it to yourself as you're going to class, walking from class to class. Just have the Word of God in your heart. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One of the easiest scriptures to learn. Pro, or excuse me, Philippians 4.13. You know, you would think that this was uh, something that was written like he could just do anything, but he was actually going through a difficult time. Paul was going through a very difficult time and he wrote those words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't know about you, but I've been going through some difficult times and I need to remember that the power of God is alive in me. So I memorize the word of God so that I can face the situations that I come up against with an eternal perspective. When you have the word of God in your heart and in your mind, you begin to have this eternal perspective that God is working all things together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose and you are too. So memorize the word of God. What you soak in is what you soak up and it's who you become. When you put a tea bag 
in hot water. What does it do? It infuses that water. What you soak in is what you soak up. When you soak in the word of God, when you're constantly putting the word of God in your heart by hearing it, by reading it, by studying it, by memorizing it, you are becoming a power force to be reckoned with. The enemy will be watching out for you because the word of God brings life and it brings power and it brings light into every situation. And I want you to be that man or that woman of God that is calling, that he's calling us to be. And we do this by having the sword of the spirit, the word of God in our lives. So not only do we build on it, not only do we feed on it, but thirdly, we have to act on it. If we're going to integrate it into every area of our life, every situation in our life, whether it's our family, whether it's our work, whether it's our social life, when we're out and about, it can't just be on Sunday. It can't just be something we have in the morning and we don't have at night. It's got to be a part of every single part of our life. We've got to act on it. James 1.22 says, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when anything, when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Faith, true faith is believing and acting on the word of God. It's not just hearing it. It's not just reading it. It is acting on the word of God. If you want to have true faith in your life, it is acting on the word of God. We need faith that doesn't deflate under pressure, right? We need faith that inflates. We need faith that we act upon when we're under pressure, when this world is spinning out of control, we have something to focus on because we're going to act upon the word of God. You know, with Rodney and this vertigo, they keep talking about focusing on one thing in the room. Well, this is the one thing in our spiritual life that we have that we can focus upon and we can act upon. It will bring stability to our life. God wants us to apply his truth to every single area of our lives. It should cause us to live differently at home. When we read the word of God and the Bible tells us to, to love those that are disappointing to us, you know, love our enemies, forgive, forgive everyone just as Christ has forgiven you. These are things that we can act upon. Now, they're not easy to act upon when you've been hurt, when you've been betrayed, when you've been walked out on. It's not easy to forgive. And sometimes we don't even like what the Word of God is telling us to do. We don't even like to act upon the things that he's telling us to do. But if we want this kind of life that walks with power, that walks with strength, then we've got to be, be able to say that I'm going to act upon what God is telling me to do. I'm going to trust in it because I'm building my life upon it. I'm putting my full weight in this word of God, the truth of God's word, God's love letter to me. So I'm going to choose to forgive even when they haven't asked for forgiveness, 
Even when they walked out on me, or maybe even when they're not even in my life anymore, I can choose to forgive. I don't have to carry that weight because Jesus forgave me. I can forgive others. These are the kind of things that God is asking us to act upon. He's saying that we're supposed to be different, that we're not supposed to conform to this world, but we're supposed to be transformed. We're supposed to be different. So in our social life, when we're out and about, do we look like everybody else? Are we doing the things that everybody else is doing? Are we standing out, standing up, and being a bold witness for Jesus Christ? We only have this one life to live, right? Life is short, so live intentional. All of those things may bring temporary pleasure to our life, but only these eternal things will last forever. And I'm looking forward to a crown one day. How about you? I'm looking forward to that crown of rejoicing when my father, my heavenly father says, well done, good and faithful servant. I love the opportunity to be able to help people, right? And it's difficult to help people and guide people along the path and help illuminate their path towards a relationship with Jesus when we're not allowing Jesus to be Lord of every single area of our life. We've got to integrate the Word of God into our life because that's where integrity really lies. It's when it's a part of every single area of our life and we're acting on the Word of God in every single area of our life. I'm not talking about a perfect life. I'm not saying live that we have to live this perfect life because there is no one perfect, no, not one, the Bible tells us. Not even one person is perfect except for Jesus. But it's a life that's intentionally living and pressing toward that purpose in our life, pressing toward a life that is living for the eternal, uh, with an eternal perspective in our life. And I pray that God will give me the power to live that kind of life where I build my life, my full weight is upon the Word of God. I'm building my life on it. I feed upon the Word of God, and then I act on it, no matter how difficult it might be. I act on it. I pray that God will give me that kind of life. And I pray he'd give you that kind of life as well. You know, I want to tell you a quick story about this Bible. This is a Bible that my dad gave me at the end of 2008. He had read this Bible, but interesting enough, he had given me this exact same Bible. Uh, Obviously, he had one. And he gave me one at the beginning of 2008. He also gave my mom one. So we all three had the same Bible, this daily devotional Bible, which I love, by the way. But he gave it to me at the beginning, January 1st of 2008. And he said, Michelle, let's read this Bible together. And it's a daily Bible with devotionals for every single day of this section of scripture that you're reading. And, and he asked me to read it with him so that we could discuss it and talk about it. You know what? I'm sad to say that I did not read that Bible. I, it was a busy year for me, young kids. It, I just didn't make it a priority in my life. And I realized at the end of the year that dad had read the Bible because he gave me his Bible at the end of 2008. And he wrote in every page 
with what he had read and what he was learning, which I highly encourage you to do because now that my daddy's in heaven, I have a treasure far beyond any other thing I could ever desire. Any piece of jewelry, any furniture, any amount of money. This is the treasure that I hold is the word of God in my dad's life and how it spoke to him in his life. Every single day, he would journal what God was speaking to him. So this year, I gave my Bible, which has zero writing in it, because I never got into reading the Bible with my dad like he'd asked me to, but I gave my Bible to my son, Luke. So this year, I'm reading through this Bible, and my prayer is that my son is reading through it as well, and we're learning together the Word of God. It was very interesting. I was reading the scriptures, and uh, one of the devotionals pointed to Revelation, the very last scripture in Revelation, which is 2220. And I, so I turned to the back of my Bible here that I've been reading this year. And on 1231.08, my dad had left me a note telling me that he was proud of me telling me that he prayed that I would continue to press in and read the Word of God, build my life upon the Word of God, and that I would act on it, live my life around this Word that he had built his life on. And I love the scripture at the very end. It says, He who is faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. I spoke to my heart so much as if my dad was saying, this is the truth from cover to cover, from Genesis 1-1, that the word came to this world and it was the light of life, to Revelations 22:20, the very last scripture in the Bible that says, come Lord Jesus and may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Because we need grace to live this kind of life. We need the grace of God in our life. We need the Spirit of God filling us, illuminating our path, giving us that transformation that we need in our life so that we can apply the Word of God, so that we can build our life on it, and that we can act on it. And I pray that God will give you the same grace because Jesus is coming again. And when he returns, may he find us faithful, walking in his spirit and in his grace. This is my prayer for you, that you have a life of integrity and life of integrity integrated with the word of God, saturating every part of your life. I love you. I believe in you. I desired this so much for you. I pray God will speak to your heart today and speak to your heart tomorrow morning as you get up and let's get in the Word of God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your Word. Thank you that it is life, that it is truth. It is nourishment to our souls, God. Thank you for the Word of God. And if you have never given your life to Jesus, if you've never accepted Him into your heart, I just want to give you the opportunity to pray with me right now, just this simple prayer. Father, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for sending Him to die on a cross for my sin. I admit that I'm a sinner, 
and I need a Savior. I ask Jesus to come into my life to be my Lord and Savior from today into eternity, from now on for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we have a team that's ready to pray with you and connect with you. And we have a free gift we're going to give you. We're going to tell you about that in just a moment. But thank you so much for being a part of this day with me. We love you guys. Have a blessed week. And we'll see you back next week as we begin a new series together. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.